during the process of me buying a home, I kind of fell in love with like, oh, like you can actually help someone and this is actually really fun. And who doesn't love walking into a new home and showing it off like every other day? Welcome back to the Bold Ambition Podcast. I'm your host, Ingrid Garcia, and I'm in the best mood ever. I just got back from my part-time job. It's only been a week since I'm there. I have so many updates for you regarding personal and professional things. And yeah, but that'll be for another episode. Today, I do want to get right into the swing of things and introduce our guest, Cindy Garcia. She is an Austin, Texas real estate agent, local foodie, and part-time influencer. If you're not following her on Instagram already, her handle is at Cindy Explores Austin. And her real estate team also has their own Instagram if you're interested in checking it out. It's called Wire underscore Austin. During today's episode, Cindy and I talk all things Austin real estate, being an agent, navigating this crazy, expensive, booming market. And if any of you are interested in real estate, part-time, full-time, maybe even as a little side hustle slash investment, she also drops some advice for you. Go ahead and grab your cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a glass of wine. You know the drill. And we're going to get right into it today. And then as I was buying a house, I had a really shitty experience with a realtor. Like she was great, but I think she just, like me and my husband were first time home buyers and it wasn't great. Like we're like, wait, but like, why, why isn't she working with us like properly? Like we're well approved, whatever. And then my brother's been in real estate. My Both of my brothers have been in real estate for like 10 years. And they were like, why didn't you call us? We're here in Houston. We'll drive up and help you. And so they drove up or one of them drove up and they helped us. And it was like night and day, the comparison of like that realtor versus my brother, um, not just because he's family, but he like held our hand the whole way through. And he's like, well, this is what you're supposed to do with a first time home buyer. So then I kind of, during the process of me buying a home, I kind of fell in love with like, oh, like you can actually help someone. And this is actually really fun. And I, who doesn't love walking into a new home and showing it off like every other day? It's like that Joanna Gaines experience, but in real life. So I switched to that. And then I did like a satellite brokerage for a year. And then I found Wire Austin on Instagram. Instagram is great. <laughs> And then from there, from there, I like met them, I joined Spyglass, and then finally joined their team. And then I've just been learning and growing every day is like a new little challenge, but it's fun. And it's just a learning experience. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into real estate. Yeah, but you know, it's crazy, because you joined at the perfect time for the Austin market. I'm sure what it looked like two years ago to what it looks like now is so different. Can you explain those differences that you've been witnessing? Yeah. So those differences. So when I first started in, in real estate, you can find homes left and right. Like two years ago, like I, I found homes for families that, you know, like my, one of my best friends and my husband's best friends, like we found homes. You could walk in and say, I like it. And you bought it. And there wasn't like 82 people bidding against that home or there wasn't a lack of building homes um, as far as time frame goes. Now we see there's wait lists for like a year, year and a half. Like you could pick a home and it could be ready in like four months, two years ago. Now, good luck. Like sadly, sadly, but you know, hopefully we'll pick up again and we'll have more homes and we'll have more inventory. 
but at the moment it's just it's crazy market out there for everybody do you love that thrill of it though that you just don't know what you're gonna get like next month two months from now or does it add more stress to your job I have both sides of the spectrum thank goodness I have both sides of the spectrum to learn from so I'm on the sales side so I represent um uh uh like, you know, I represent someone as far as like new home sales and it's, it's light and day, like being able to be that relief and tell your clients like, Hey, we're not bidding. Like it's first come first serve. If you like this place, go ahead and buy it. Um, it's kind of a sigh of relief for the buyer, um, compared to, yeah, like I'm less stressed out as a seller. Like it's still very stressful because you have so many people coming at you all at the same time. And, very you know like it's just one of you or like maybe a couple of you like a team of you luckily I work on a team and like you know there's people helping you out but on the the buyer side it's a little bit discouraging I I definitely definitely know it's a little discouraging as far as some clients if they are losing bids because there's so many things that you're doing to win a bid but then there's 50 people and there's so many factors that a seller will say, hey, I'm going to choose that person. It could be because they, there's love letters now that you like, you write when you buy a home and there's over asking and there's cash offers and there's like faster closings. There's so many little pieces that go into a, a winning offer. So our team does the very best they can. So the, I work on the warehouse thing. Um, and we do the very best we can to get the winning offers and we prepare our clients and we let them know what the market looks like and what the average home will go for in that certain area. There is a possibility that they may lose. And for a buyer, I would feel that that's a little discouraging. However, I would say don't be discouraged because of the fact that like, hey, it's going to happen once or twice. And then you're going to find your dream home and it's meant to be and you'll have the perfect offer and you'll get accepted. Sometimes it takes a little strategy behind that, but it's definitely a different market hands down. Tell me more about the Wire Austin team. I know it's all female and from what I just gather on your Instagram, y'all focus on luxury homes. Like I think you just posted the story and you were like, guess the price of the home. And I guess like 1.4 million, I think. And the other options were like 1.2 and 980. So like, yeah, tell me more about, about the team and what your clientele looks like. Is it, do you, are you seeing also like a lot of non-locals? The deep. So Wire Austin is a team that is within Spyglass Realty. The team lead is Isabel um, Afanito, she is a total rock star in the real estate world. She's filled with knowledge. Like I love being on her team. And then there's Morgan, which again, another knowledgeable person in the real estate market. And then we have Karen. She's super knowledgeable as well. And then we have Emma, which is our contract specialist. So it's all women. And then we have Emily that she's our social person social media, not just social, but social media. So yeah, like all of us kind of like, there's so many people that help one client. So it's like when people sign up with us, it's not, they were just working with us. There's like four other people that are helping out to like make everything possible for them. So that's like the perk of being on that team. And they are so, so knowledgeable. Like if I don't know something, someone else knows something. If someone else doesn't know something, someone else knows something. So it's really great. Just all of the knowledge that goes in. And, and I think like the camaraderie that there, we are all women. It's super cool. 
because I feel like I don't know it's like your girlfriend but also your coworkers. it's it's kind of it's kind of great so definitely awesome to work with them as a team and then as far as our clientele so we're not luxury <laughs> or not all luxury we kind of are everything um so everyone kind of has a little bit of a specialty I think Karen, um, she she works with first-time home buyers, but she also does luxury, so a little bit of both. Same thing with like everyone across the board. I think like my specialty, what I feel I do is I work really well with first-time home buyers because I've been in those shoes and I know what you need and how hard it is and how frustrating and like, am I doing this right? Situations you go through when purchasing a home. So I think that's my specialty. And then yeah, like. I think the Austin market is just becoming a luxury market on its own. Not that we want to be, but I think it, it is up there in price and it's escalating very quickly. <laughs> so yeah, but we work with everyone, no particular niche market, but I think new home buyers is kind of what I specialize in and everybody has like their, their thing within the team. So anybody can help make them the greatest decision they need to make. Um, as far as clientele, what we're seeing, um, we're seeing everything. Like it's it's crazy to think that there's yes, there's a lot of influx of out of town buyers that are coming in. However, we've we have clients that have been here for years and they're just decided to like purchase a bigger home. And now with COVID, I feel everyone's like, I need an office and I need a kid room and I need a backyard to like hang out in and like a pool. So I think it's just the time like we had people already moving here and then now with covid people need more space and austin is just the greatest city to live in so everyone wants to live here so it's been two years that you have been an agent how long did it take you to feel comfortable and confident in your skills i guess just to be like a really great agent you know yeah that's uh, a great question when i first started real estate like i would look at my like i still have books here that are real estate books <laughs> but I would go back in my book and like I'd like figure it out or my brothers are in real estate so I'd call them like every five seconds to make sure I didn't get anything wrong because it, it's nerve-wracking it's it's still like very exciting but if you're not super knowledgeable at the beginning and you don't have good mentorship then it, it does get a little nerve-wracking because these are lifetime decisions lifelong time lifelong decisions that people are making like they're they're moving into a 30-year commitment or maybe not a 30-year commitment but definitely a bigger commitment than, you know, something minute, like I'm going to pick a donut or like, you know, glazed donut versus a chocolate donut. Yeah. So definitely not at the beginning. I wasn't super confident at the beginning. Um, I think after my like year and a half, I started becoming a little bit more confident, definitely joining the team that I'm on right now. It's I learn every day and having a mentor really helped. And I feel like Isabel is my mentor as far as like learning everything in the real estate world and just knowledge, soaking up all that knowledge. So now I feel very confident, but again, learning every day and the way the real estate market is currently working at the moment, we are learning every day because things are changing. Like the contracts are changing and offers are changing. So every, every day is, is, is a, a learning experience. Yeah. What do you think about the stat? That's like, actually, I don't, I'm not going to give a certain percentage because I think I, I don't remember the number correctly, but what do you think about the stat that like a majority of new real estate agents don't last through the first year? Like, why do you think that is? Is it because a lack of mentorship? Just to like time it in, I'm actually going to get my real estate license next month. And I do have a mentor who I've been working with. She's 
I met her through Texas X's alumni program. And I've actually been shadowing her like two to three times a week, going to her office and just like literally over her shoulder, reading the contracts, going over the MLS. So I'm kind of getting my foot feet wet. But what would you say about the other majority of the real estate agents who don't get that opportunity to mentor and shadow? So real estate, being a real estate agent is expensive. <laughs> I think that I'll compare it to like other businesses too. Like most businesses like fail within the fi- first five years, right? If they're on their own. So real estate gets a little expensive as far as overhead, not necessarily a ton, but if it's like a full-time commitment, usually it can get a little expensive if you're not selling anything. And then all of a sudden you have to pay like, you know, your renewal fee for whatever it like, what, like, I think it's like 2000 bucks a year or something of just renewing random stuff. And then you have to continue your education Because like at the two-year marker, you have to do like 90 hours to sign up again, like to re-up your license. So I think a lot of people don't make it because they see it as this is going to be super easy and I got this. And like, yes, you do got this, but it gets a little tough when it's like no one wants to buy or no one wants to lease and it gets a little frustrating. So I just say stick in there, like stay in there. And yes, mentorship helps. If you don't have anyone guiding you or you don't have anybody teaching you like, hey, this is the way you build or like you're not doing your homework, it gets hard. That was one of the main reasons why I was looking for a team and looking to like be mentored by anybody because I understood like if I wanted to stay in this business, I needed more knowledge and I needed someone to guide me, whether it was just like, teaching me the way and like, you know, like you're on your own after a while or just like nurturing me the whole way. So I I think it's great that you have a mentor because I I think that's, you're going to be 10 steps ahead of everybody else, hands down. Yeah. I think another interesting or two interesting topics too is like, I think TV glamorizes real estate a lot, just like it glamorizes everything else. But I think people really do come in with the expectation that can be like, oh my God, fun, homes, interior design, networking at the bar. <laughs> like that's, I feel like that's maybe 10% of what you actually do. And the second point, what was my second point going to be? Oh yeah. My mentor always says like, you have to treat you as an agent. You have to treat yourself as an agent, like a business. Otherwise you will fail. What are your thoughts on those two things? Agreed. Like Joanne Gaines, Joanna Gaines and Chip, they're like decorating and like smashing walls down. Like we're not going to do any of that. <laughs> that's already going to be done as a real estate, unless you get into that side, which, hey, that's awesome. Um, but no, like we'll get to walk into some nice homes like every week and you'll get like your home will be a DIY project because you'll see all these cool things that you now want to do. So that happens. But TV does glamorize it as far as like, what is it? Selling Sunset. Yeah. That was like. <laughs> Guilty was pleasure. Like, favorite show ever. <laughs> that was like the, did you ever watch The Hills on MTV? No, I do know what oh, it is though. But I yeah. Feel, but The Hills was basically like LA, beaming lights, the ocean, and then like some storyline. Um, So I think they did the same thing with Selling Sunset, which. I watched it. It's good. I'm hooked. Um, but no, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's some real estate agents that actually do do that. But no, I don't. I don't ever dress in like fancy heels. I'm always in sneakers, walking in mud, <laughs> or like taking my shoes off to walk through a house. So definitely glamorizes it a little bit. But it's it's not to say that it's not fun. You do get to do some of that stuff. And yeah, like networking. I think pre-COVID, 
I heard that people would like go and like hang out all the time. So that was a thing. And then you do network by meeting people and like your clientele is going to be all the people you meet. So yes, there's a lot of that. So that still happens, but yeah, to the extent that it's on TV and we're like, no, that doesn't happen. I don't think I'm not part of that world yet. Yeah. Is that your, is that a goal of yours or what is your goal? I am super happy where I am right now because again, it's like learning every day in this market is crazy. I might want to get creative. <laughs> like I like everything that I'm doing thus far, but like it would be super cool to be on this, the creative side, like actually design something inside a house and sell it. So like maybe, maybe one day I'll like do a flipper, like maybe in five years, I'd want to do like a, like a fixer upper of my own and like my style and then try to sell it. So I think that's my like overall goal. To pivot a little bit. Yeah. You have a large Instagram following, I think almost 10,000 followers. You put out lifestyle content, food content, and real estate. It, did all of that just come really naturally to you? Or like what made you, what what fueled that Instagram growth? And like, what, like, do you consider yourself a really good content creator? Have you always been that way? Like what started that? So it all started with the business page. Well, no, I lie. This has all evolved. Um, so th- I've had that, pa- I think, page since Instagram was a thing. Like, you know, remember when, like, Instagram first started? So it started off as my personal page. And then whenever I was in the beauty industry, it was my beauty page. And that kind of built a lot of things because I was, like, tagged in, like, some big, I guess, I don't know how it all worked. But it was easier to grow a following back then, right? Algorithms. I don't know. So yeah, basically I grew it and then it it evolved as I evolved as a person. So after I closed down my business and I started real estate, I didn't think people wanted to see real estate stuff on Instagram, to be completely honest. I was like, I don't want to bombard people. I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to do any of that. So then I started posting pictures of food because when you move to Austin, you try to eat everywhere you can. I don't know why, you used to. So I started posting pictures of food and then I became friends with a couple of girls that that's kind of what they did. They like would go to restaurants and they'd take pictures of stuff and they'd get invited to restaurants. So I started doing that and like, I, I still do that. I have a really tight knit. I have some friends in the restaurant community, which I like them a lot. They're super nice. And I share the love too. And so I've, I've made a lot of friendships and I guess created more of a following, which I, again, I, some of the stuff I post, I'm like, do people really care? Um, but I guess they do care. And I've built like a little community and I've built so many friends through Instagram, um, especially moving here to Austin. It kind of was like a little segue. If like I would go eat out by myself because I didn't have friends here. You know, I've only lived in Austin for like four years now. So if I didn't have friends, I would just take pictures of stuff because I'm like, well, I have nobody. So I'll just take pictures and share it with like my Instagram people and my other friends and, you know, out of state. And then it became like, I then became friends with friends on Instagram and then met them in real life. And then it kind of just became something of that nature. And then now I integrated real estate into it because someone's like, why wouldn't you integrate your, like the real estate part into your social And people like it, which I'm really excited about that because I didn't know people would like it. I'd be like, why is she posting this suburb home, you know? So I thought it was a little weird, but a lot of people like it and a lot of people enjoy it. um, And they ask me questions. And again, new friends, new relationships, clients over social, which is, it's awesome. So, I mean, social media has just become 
like I post and it's like a creative outlet because sometimes like you're stuck in like email zone and like phone calls and you just want to look at a pretty picture. So I still enjoy eating out. So I'll post pictures about that and I'll still go out and look at homes that are really beautiful and I'll take pictures of that and I'll share. And yeah, I'm, I'm always down to like refer you to a great restaurant or help you buy a home, whatever it is. <laughs> Also, I think your bio is really clever, like helping Austin transplant, transplants or transplants, 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 <laughs> Transpl- yeah. yeah, transplants find their way through Austin, right? Like find the best food, the best home, the community that they're, that they're about to a part of. Yeah. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong or give me your take on this. But I think also people, people do love the real estate content, whether it's on TV, Selling Sunset or Instagram. I think they like to get that sneak peek because it's relevant to anyone, even if you're not looking to buy a home right away. Do you feel like there's a gap between real estate agents and marketing on social media, using reels, using TikTok? You get me? Like, like there's, a, there's a gap. I'm not sure if it's because some real estate agents are not, don't know how to leverage those tools or maybe the older generation of real estate agents is just not interested because they're doing fine without it. I know I'm going to be leveraging that so much <laughs> when I, when I like get my license, you know, like what, what are your thoughts on that? As a real estate agent, if they've been in the game for a long time, from what I've known or from what I've experienced, they already have a built up clientele where they're super busy. Like they don't even have time to look at their phone and like post anything. So Again, me, I use it as a creative outlet because I'm, I need to like decompress and sometimes I don't want to go on a treadmill. So I play with my phone and I do think there's definitely a disconnect. There's a lot of TikTok realtors out there, which I love watching because again, it's like quick little snippets of knowledge or an amazing home in like two seconds um, and you get to see all of it. But I, I definitely think there's that disconnect because again, I think there's people like me that are like, why do I want to post this on Instagram? You know, until someone like tells you like, people want to see that, like, what are you talking about? Um, so I definitely think there's a disconnect there. And then some people still don't think social media as a whole is, is a good marketing platform. However, it's free marketing at the moment. Like it's still free to an extent, right? If you want more views, you have to pay for the algorithm. But it, I mean, now, like how many billions of dollars have been spent on social media advertising? People aren't looking at like, people are going to look at billboards, but people spend their life glued to this phone and they're on social all the time. So I think that if they are realtors and they don't have a social presence, it's, it's not helpful to their business because I feel it would only expand their reach a little bit more. And like, even if clients don't work with me now, or like they'll work with me in the future, at least they're like, Hey, I, I know a girl, I follow her on Instagram. You should, you know, like check her out or you should check out the wire team because you know like I follow them on Instagram and they're all they're all women and they're badass and they're in real estate so yeah I think it it's it's a presence that it's kind of like I don't know I don't know like a mailing address kind of like oh hey yeah I know this person's there and this is where they live not necessarily this is where we live but like that's their social that's their like landing page kind of and then they can see if like oh this personality kind of matches mine so I think it's just helpful but yes not a lot of realtors use it 
you personally and like the wire do you I, I know y'all are really active on social especially I've been looking at the wires like videos y'all do but off the weekly market updates do you feel like it's worth putting in that time because social media is a beast like it's a whole beast that if you don't if you're not on top of trends if you're it's really time consuming and it, it requires creative muscle what percentage of your traffic comes from social media like do you get new clients all the time from there do they are they like oh I followed you on Instagram I'm buying a new home that like let's work together can we work together yeah so I get a lot of questions and I do get a lot of like people clicking on my like website information and then I get in contact so not dm directly but I do get like oh hey can you advise me on where to live and that does become into a client situation so it does happen so it's not like it's just like there and you know and then it in real estate it, I've learned it's all about relationships so it's all about like hey how are you and you know getting to know the person and then you know it might not be now but it'll be like five months down the road or like two years down the road and they're like remember we talked on social and I was asking about moving to Austin well I'm finally moving to Austin and I want to work with you so those things happen and it's it's all yeah it's it's hard to social media is a beast and the lifespan of a post is like what four two hours now or like I don't even know like four hours so that's a little ridiculous but it is work like worth the work because someone's going to either search a hashtag or they're going to find your page and they're going to scroll through all your stuff and say this is valuable information and I want to meet this person and like the wire page like I, I found them through social and again, it was the knowledge. I, I heard Isabel talk and I heard Morgan talk and they were just like, you know, like talking about real estate. I was like, I need this in my life. I want to be a part of this team. So yeah, I mean, I think that's how it, that's, yes, it'll definitely work out. And I've had clients through DMs for sure. Another common question. Why is real estate so hot right now? Why? I think it's COVID, honestly, but no, I see it in a generational thing. And I also see it from a COVID standpoint. So think of the age group that the baby boomers were, right? They were the biggest demographic of people because they all were born during that same time frame. If you do the math, that time frame, that boomer generation had babies, right? They had babies. Um, and those babies are now within this, like, I guess we're the millennials, right? I don't know what we are. Um, but we're the baby boomer byproduct. So there's a lot of people trying to buy homes, not necessarily just in this age group. There's, there's a ton of age groups that are looking for, for homes and there's tons of people, but predominantly there's a certain age group that is now searching for homes. Um, and in the market isn't just hot here. It's crazy in California. It's crazy in New York. It's crazy in Idaho. It's crazy everywhere. So I don't think it's a certain demographic but I know that like the boomers had babies and now they're also searching for homes and there's not enough homes and we're not building fast enough and then also the fact that COVID happened and now you need an office for yourself you need a, a place play area slash teaching room for your children slash you need some space to decompress because you can't go out and people are making you know bars in their garages and crazy stuff so it, like more space is needed smaller spaces are also needed so it's just that rotating cycle on top of this mass amount of people looking for homes I think our our market is a little bit hotter than most because of the fact that 
so many tech companies are also moving here. So many companies in general, like we have what 5,000 companies or more move here in like the last couple months. It's just, it's growth, overwhelming amount of growth in our area. And it, it spans. It's not just Austin. It's, it's going as far as San Antonio and, you know, further than Liberty Hill. People, people just want to move into the bubble that is the Austin area. Love that for them, but that's 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 just like driving up the prices of homes that I eventually want to buy in like three, four years, you know. So, but I get it. Like that's just I think eventually the market will find its rhythm. I think it was a, a big boom right now, but like you said, hopefully inventory will be back to normal soon. Yeah, um, and, and prices I think it, will stabilize. Yeah, I think eventually. I mean, a lot of people are saying like it'll crash, like the market will crash, and statistics that we've been following and like our like our team has been following have just shown that like we might not crash we might just plateau to a certain degree which I'm hoping like it's good for everybody so fingers crossed (laughs) yeah we don't get too high in pricing so when I started having the conversation with friends about getting my potential about potentially getting my real estate license And, you know, I had been talking with my mentor. I found that a lot of my friends actually, or just like the community around me, had been thinking about the same opportunity in real estate, getting their license, whether they do it part-time or full-time, or maybe down the road, they want to be an investor. Like, it's just really great knowledge to have. What resources or what advice do you have for people who are, are like me or who people who want to to leverage real estate as a side income or full-time income or just learn more about like you mentioned some books that you have behind you um if they don't have access to a mentor like me and you do what can they what can they do now to just be more equipped and ready to join the market if they do want to that's a hard question because I was like in that bubble for a bit so it would just be like I would say get a mentor um because you can get knowledge out of books but everyday life experience is so hard to come by um unless you're in it every day right unless you're like working at it every day so I think it's if you're gonna get in it you're gonna experience everything and then hopefully you can like LinkedIn someone and get a mentor um and then reading books is definitely helpful but reading books is gonna tell you like the laws and like you know the art of negotiation which that's great because you're gonna need it it's gonna happen eventually and like self-help books like you are your own business as far as like you waking up on time and you like making those calls and sending those emails Um, and building those relationships. So, I mean, I I would say read the books, listen to the podcast, get a mentor (laughs) if you can, or like just join one of the Facebook groups and ask questions about real estate. If they're more inclined to investing, then maybe find like an investor to talk to because investors and real estate are a little bit different. It's all kind of the same realm, but there's different niches for everything. And I would say if like they are thinking about it, it's very expensive. So again, it's like something that like you want, if you are going to put in the effort, you know, it's an investment and know it's like, you're going to, if you're doing it part-time, which I think it's great to start part-time. That's how I started. And then it grew to full-time, but part-time, yeah, it's still hard because it's like your day job and then your, your side job or, you know, your side hustle, whatever. And it'll grow to be like 
your your main thing just like I think it was Jim Rohn I don't know if you you heard of Jim Rohn so he's like a big sales guy and I think he started he's like you you know you got to work 25% of your time on your your side job on your dream job and then and then 80% on your regular job because if you just go all in it might not be like 100% like you might give up faster because you don't have the resources to maintain that so I think if they are doing that then that's totally fine but just knowing that it's it's gonna be hard work and it's gonna take a lot of like time and learning and effort especially if they don't have someone coaching them or like telling them like how to go from A to Z because they're not going to know. So it's like school teaches you the book smarts and like some things, but you kind of have to know all the other stuff. And that's what you're learning every day. Do you feel like it's possible to have a full-time real estate career and a side hustle? Or like, do you feel like you really have your hands full with, with real estate? Or does it depend agent to agent? I think it depends agent to agent and like how they manage things and they're like, you know, time frame and all that good stuff, how busy they are, like, or like, there's some people that'll say yes to everything. And there's some people that are like, ah, my workload's done. And you know, I have to, you know, it, it's all time management, you could do, we have the same 24 hours a day that Beyonce does. So I think you could do whatever you want. I mean, just know, manage your time, know that it is a time commitment, like whether you're on the buyer side, or you're on the seller side, or you're working as an apartment locator or like a, a lease locator, like everybody has like their different like niches and rental. Like if you're only working commercial properties and stuff like that. So you kind of know like how it's going to go, but every day is a new day and yeah, it'll be crazy, but you can definitely do other stuff. I'm sure you can. It's just time management. And if you want any days off. How do you manage your time as a real estate agent? So I have a notebook and again, this is all taught by my mentor. Uh, slash my team leader so she she has this thing where she like writes out her day and so we like I started writing out my day it's good to like okay from this time to this time this is what I'm supposed to do whether it happens or not like you know this is what you have to get done within the day but it's really helpful because now it's like okay I'm going to wake up at this time and I'm going to walk my dogs and I'm going to work out and I'm going to have breakfast and then by this time I'm answering phone calls and emails and all that so that's writing it down. And now I have like a journal and I write it down and I check off the stuff I need to do. And if it doesn't get done, I'll carry it over. But just doing that has really helped manage my time. I, I now take like a day off um, <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, you probably need a day. Off. Yeah, you need a day off. So I do take a day off and, and then I like try not to think about work. Sometimes it comes into like a phone call or a text message, but that's cool. But yeah, so that's how I manage my time and like now I'm learning like at a, at a certain time like unplug and do life stuff I'm a workaholic regardless of anything I like to work so I get really into it but now I'm like okay no I need a decompression time and then I'll start back up in the morning so writing it down and then like setting boundaries has been really really helpful yeah I like all those tips I also have like my G or my google calendar where I also like write in my commute times and driving there driving back shower at this time so I love I don't know I just feel more in control that way otherwise time will leave your fingertips because you're scrolling and suddenly three hours go by and you did nothing but yeah I, I, but next next question you mentioned people skills what is like your secret to connecting with with a stranger that maybe you were at a restaurant maybe you were at a bar 
maybe you were, you know, at an event and like, how do you just casually say, oh, if you ever need me to buy or sell your home, I'm here or does, or is it not really nice. that salesy? Yeah. No, it's not salesy. No, I don't, I don't make it weird. <laughs> I try not to. Cause I think of, I think of if I was having a conversation and I, we'll put diamonds into it. We'll say like there was a diamond jeweler and I randomly met them and you know, I, I, I would hate to be like next to someone be like, I'm a diamond jeweler. Call me if you need me. I'd, it'd be really weird. So I tried to, if I am in like, like, I try to bring up real estate. Um, one of the classes I took was like, always bring up real estate in any conversation, find a way to bring it up. And I'm like, how do you do that? That's so weird. Like, I, like, I don't know how to do that. Um, and it took me a really long time. And I used to actually suck at networking. I'm not gonna lie. So before I moved here, um, like in California, like I go out with my like group of friends and I think maybe California's bigger and a little bit more intimidating for some reason, but I would never like go to a networking event. I would never go to a party by myself. I'd go to dinner by myself because that was food and that's fine. But I would never like go to a bar or anything like that by myself. When I moved to Austin, um, my husband travels a lot for work. So I had to like go to the dog park by myself and like meet people. And I had to like go like just out by myself. And I had to like, oh, hi, I just moved here. I had to do that. So moving to Austin really helped me with networking. Um, and then as far as bringing it up real estate wise, it just, I think now it comes naturally and not necessarily like, Hey, call me if you need me, but like, Oh, like, I don't know. I like, where do you live? And blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know things like that. And then eventually like, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? Oh, I work in real estate. But again, it's just building a relationship, not necessarily wanting to sell anybody like everyone on in, on the planet, like a house, but just building the relationship and like them knowing like, oh yeah, she's a realtor. And eventually either referring someone to you or just knowing that you're a realtor for future reference um, is a big plus because you never know who's going to buy a home or who's going to sell or who's going to do all that stuff. So now with COVID, it's gotten a little bit harder. Um, but before I was kind of like, I was getting tacos and I was talking to people and they're like, oh, your phone's going off. Like, oh yeah, I'm a realtor. So I've been getting like crazy amounts of calls. I'm looking for a home. Like, it's just so crazy how like one small, like not necessarily like call me will lead into a bigger thing, like into a possible lead, possible relationship as far as long-term, which again, I'm learning all of this within the last second, like within the second year. So it's gotten easier. But I would say don't be salesy, be, be yourself, be, be yourself all the time because no one wants to deal with a salesperson. Like they do, like they want you to sell and buy what they need, but they don't want you to be salesy. I don't feel like I would hate that. So I, I don't want to be that. Yeah, I think the salesy approach is very outdated. Like it reminds <laughs> me of like the old commercials, old networking events like stuff you see on tv that just don't doesn't happen anymore last question is the austin real estate agent market like just agents is it too saturated will it ever be too saturated do you feel like there's there will be a drop off at some point because i feel like everyone's trying to get into real estate and everyone's trying to be an agent but at one point do you feel like it's just going to get like too much and there's not enough inventory or clients for all the agents to share so I think that mindset is a mindset no one should have, like when getting into a business, 
because at the end of the day, there is like 10,000 taco shops and everyone is making money. Like everybody is selling tacos in Austin. So I would say that, like, don't think of it as it's oversaturated. You will have your market and you will have like your niche. And yes, there's going to be 10,000 other people doing the same thing, but you are doing it uniquely yourself. And there is a market for that. There's a market for you. And I will quote, I think what Kanye, what Kanye said, like the power of of you is that you're you or some BS but it's true like Like, yeah I think I actually read a quote today it was like no one is you and that is your power yeah 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 and so and that's true like people are going to want to work with a certain team people are going to want to work with a certain person because they made them feel special at like dinner or something so I don't think that we'll get oversaturated because again I mean there's a lot of taco shops and there's a lot of people so I think we're good yeah, I think I also saw a TikTok like a few weeks ago where they were saying, didn't Rihanna create Fenty knowing that Mac and Sephora and Tarte, like all these big cosmetic brands were booming, but you know, she brought her own brand to the table. Fucking, it's like number one, still is, still will be. So yeah, that's definitely a good mindset to have, like to think that no one is you and that's your power. But other than that, is there anything else that you want to add to the podcast? It was super nice talking to you and meeting you. And I am so excited that you're going to start real estate. And I can't yes. wait to hear your stories. If you have yes. any questions, let me know. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, this is so fun.